0: Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show Podcast. On this episode, we're joined by CJOB Sports Director Kelly Moore, host of our pre- and post-game Jets coverage. We'll talk about what the opening lineup could look like for the squad. And also, we'll learn more about Sport Manitoba's coaching awards. They're a little different this year, more of a lifetime achievement award. We'll tell you how you can nominate your favorite coach on the podcast. Mm. Just to put this in context, Jack Michaels, who is a radio and television play-by-play announcer for the Oilers. The Oilers have played four games in 307 days. They're about to play 56 in 115. And that can pretty much be said for most teams. The Jets, especially, are right in that. The Oilers' last game in the pre-times was against the Jets, and both played... Four games in the bubble, technically, with the one exhibition, and yeah, well, it's going to be a jam-packed next four months starting tomorrow. That's when the NHL season begins tomorrow night. It's all coming quickly here. Now, the Dallas Stars season will not be beginning on time. They've already known that it's going to be pushed back a bit. Today we got a greater scope of truly what's going on in their organization. As the NHL said, 17 players on the Stars have tested positive most of them symptom asymptomatic, currently recovering without complication. Those 17 players are of the 27 total across the league and training camps that tested positive over nine different clubs, so eight other clubs had 10 positive total. And what will the opening night roster look like? I, for some reason, thought it was going to be released tonight. Nope, the Jets are releasing theirs tomorrow. Some other teams, to be clear, have released Their opening night roster but i think we can probably pencil it together on our own as we welcome in cjob sports director kelly moore on the show i I don't expect many surprises when we see this tomorrow uh just after 11 a.m do you
1: no i would say uh yeah it's to me with the way that is it has remained so constant throughout training camp, Christian. You know, there have been some changes here and there. Mason Appleton replacing Matthew Perot after day one on the third line when Perot was injured, but Appleton has stayed there since. Uh, Perot eventually replacing Jansen Harkins, who got nicked up in the scrimmage last Wednesday. Still isn't 100%, according to head coach Paul Maurice. Uh, you know, if you turn the clock back to last Wednesday, you probably would have said J- uh, Jansen Larkins, Harkins rather, was a lock to uh, be in somewhere among the twelve forwards that would be dressing against the Calgary Flames, but all the indications were uh, that they're probably going to hold him back. Now, of course, the one question that still has to be answered, and I think we're going to find out when the roster gets named tomorrow, Christian, and I think because of salary cap uh, uh, situations. The Jets are waiting to the last minute to uh, say that they have signed Trevor Lewis. But certainly with the way Paul Maurice talked today, uh, it sounded like this was all but a done deal. He did say that Trevor Lewis is still on a professional tryout, so there's ground to be covered there. But if they weren't that close, and if Trevor Lewis hadn't impressed the way that he had, I'm sure that you know Paul might have been maybe a little bit you know i would have taken on the mystery man approach a little bit more well you know we'll see how things shake out you know that that type of thing when they're not sure about a player so uh i think you can go to the bank on on trevor lewis agreeing to some kind of a deal with the uh, winnipeg jets uh ahead of that uh deadline to announce the roster tomorrow
0: and with the all all the cap I'm not going to oh. say chicannery because that's not the right word. The mathematics and stick puzzle pieces. Yes, yeah, yeah. handling That's a good way to put it. We've got you know the Matthew Perot going on waivers thing. Then there's the Brian Little on long-term injured reserve that right. would create the space. Because you couldn't – the the way the timing was you had to put on Perot's salary just for the one game. And Murata Tesh had a good piece in the athletic kind of explaining how this all works.
2: Boy, he did a so great that, job on that.
0: Yeah, so that Brian Little's contract, when it goes on, long-term injured reserve – it all It's all going to work out in the end. And then there, one other piece to all this, Kelly, that we haven't talked about in a couple of weeks is, you know, we're looking at this roster and it's looking pretty good. Jack Roslevic's in Columbus right now, right?
1: Yeah, he's kind of the forgotten man. And, you know, sometimes when you make those kind of decisions, and I'm not going to sit here and bash Jack Roslevic, because at the end of the day, the players are private contractors, and it is a business. Uh, and and so Jack Roslevik is not content, or at least his agents are not content, with the qualifying offer that the Winnipeg Jets made. They they just don't feel that's enough for their player. And the Winnipeg the Winnipeg Jets right, right from. That media availability that uh, we had with Kevin Shovel Day Off. Trying to remember when that was, Christian. Was that on New Year's Eve or maybe a day before New Year's Eve or something like that? I. It just it blew me away how cavalier Kevin Shovel Day Off was. In you know he didn't even know where Jack Roslevic was. He probably he might have, but the fact that he made it sound to the media like he didn't know where Jack Roslevic was and 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 so you know they they've been quite prepared. To move along without him now, February eleventh is the day to mark on the calendar, uh, because that's the deadline for a restricted free agent to either sign or they can't play for the rest of the year. So, you know, there's still some time before uh, you know the, uh, the 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 posturing ends and the and the real uh, discussion begins. But uh, you know, as it looks right now, and and I think everybody that's been following the team is is quite aware. Of what the line combinations are, but the only one that really is unsettled is the fourth line. But it looks like uh, the recently dubbed Dirty 30s are going to continue to be a thing. We weren't sure when Matthew Perot was placed on waivers yesterday, and then of course he went unclaimed. Uh, And because of the minor ailment to Jansen Harkins, you know, I would say that the the fourth line of Perot, Nate Thompson, and Trevor Lewis is pretty much a done deal for uh, Thursday night against Calgary.
0: Well, and another part of the Rossovic thing, and this is just me, you know, putting this out there as a possibility. This is not reporting anything. Is that with the long-term injured reserve cap space that is created, that would allow them to actually sign Rossovic. They wouldn't have been able to make it work really if they had done it previous to today and tomorrow. So, who knows? Maybe he has, you know, he has yeah. patched things up, and he's actually in Winnipeg right now. Who knows? But it would take a while to integrate him into things because of the training camp being what it is and whatnot. but just on the the note of the
1: but, they, back but end of the Ruff, one thing I want to I, the one thing I want to say about the long term injured reserve the, they could have signed Roslovic before that Christian and and they could have been above the salary cap like a number of teams are uh, but you know uh, tomorrow is is kind of the day of reckoning because then you have to either invoke uh, that LTIR uh, or or not so uh, I, I think I think Roslevic could have been here and could have been signed uh, because they they had that cap space to work with uh, when they found out that Brian little had been advised he was not going to be able to play this season at least that's my interpretation of it and try to read over and over again just how yeah. that works because uh, I'll tell you, you Never before has it been more important for teams to have a capologist who understands oh, yeah. all of this. Yeah. Well,
0: regardless of all that, Jack Rosovic has put himself at a disadvantage. I think we could agree on that. So let's, well, uh,
1: well or, or yeah, not. Yeah, well, the, the only trouble is, Christian, like what looks like a done deal today, you just talked about what went through the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so all of a sudden, hey, five or six guys, wind up uh, getting affected by COVID, all of a sudden, you know, then then you want Jack Roslevic here. So today and at this hour, yes, he's put himself at a disadvantage. But I, I don't know that I would uh, stretch that into a, a long-term type scenario. So
0: let's talk about the others that might be called upon this year. The sure. taxi squad, I think we can maybe do the math and see who's been put down to the moose and who wasn't on the main mm-hmm. lines today. Are we looking at like a uh, David Gustafson, Christian Vessel Dylan Samberg as possible taxi squad members. And we already know Mikhail Burden will be part of it.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Paul Maurice didn't waste any time there. I was kind of curious how the, the jets would do that uh, Christian with respect to their goaltending yeah. situation. You know, would you try to get maybe an Eric Comrie comparable and there are some guys out there who kind of fit that mode. Remember Garrett Sparks with Toronto, but primarily a minor league goaltender with some experience—a guy that you know you could put into a game, and 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 it wouldn't be a wholly an unmitigated disaster. You know, you could say the same thing about Richard Bachman. Um, you know, Zane McIntyre, the former UND star goaltender. So there's there some guys out there. If the Jets decided to go that way. I'm not saying they're going to, uh, but, uh, you know, at, at some point they're going to have to have somebody play goal for the Manitoba Moose. But for the time being, Mikhail Burden is going to be their third net miner on the taxi squad. And I think you're right. Dylan Sandberg, I think, is is until the AHL starts playing is probably uh, a candidate for that. Uh, Nelson Noje is a guy that would probably fit that mode. And another guy who's had a, uh, a really solid camp uh, Christian uh, and and I know in uh, conferring with Murata Tesh and and reading some of his articles, I agree with him totally. And that's Logan Stanley. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, once the AHL starts playing and a guy like Logan Stanley uh, gets a chance to show what he can do under game situations. But uh, he he's a guy that I think might get some consideration for that taxi squad. And Christian Vesselinen has not hurt his chances one iota in this camp i think he's done a lot of things he still has a ways to go and he's probably still better suited as we i think when we talked last week i still think it's better suited for him to you know spend some quality time in the american hockey league but uh certainly uh christian Vesselinen is a guy that uh, i think has really uh, opened some eyes at this camp as well
0: And again, we know that it's not, um, you know, maybe these guys will get in. They're going to probably have to get in. There are always injuries. Oh, yeah. And we've, especially the Jets have been hit with them pretty hard the last couple years. But this year, this compressed schedule, you know that depths on every team will be tested. And it's going to be imperative that you have people on the taxi squad that can come in and play competent minutes.
1: And I don't think they're going to have to wait very long for that either, Christian. I mean, you know, starting Monday, five games in seven nights. Now, in all the time I have covered the National Hockey League, I honestly don't remember where there has ever been a week where a team has played five times in seven nights, like the Jets are going to play starting Monday. And, and so right off the hop, you know, with those... Thirty-something forwards that are on that fourth line, uh, you know, I don't think a guy like a Christian Vesalainen or a David Gustafson, uh, you know, if Gustafson is on the taxi squad and uh, isn't, uh, you know, the 14th forward, I don't think those guys are going to have to wait very long to uh, to show what they can do. I, I think they're going to get a chance to to get in the lineup and. Uh, Sandberg, I'm not sure, but certainly a guy like Sammy Niku, you know, stand by Sammy <laughs> because your number is probably going to get called here pretty quick.
0: Well, we've seen Nelson Noje on a couple occasions sure. over the last few years be called upon, and he, you know, absolutely, he was, yeah. he, you know, he, he played minutes and he was not an issue for the team, and that's what they're looking for with players to to play off the practice squad. You, that also means you're going to have to play Morrissey and Pionk and Demelo more if those are the guys that are not injured they're going to have to soak up more minutes which you know creates a domino effect but I think the Jets from what I've he- heard from the coaching staff and all the players they feel pretty confident with what they've got on the ice right now
1: yeah and and you know they, they've they certainly sought the balanced approach on the blue line with the way that they've set up those pairings with DeMello and Beaulieu who were a pair when DeMello first came over in the trade from Ottawa and, you know, you have uh, uh, Tucker Pullman playing with Josh Morrissey. Now, they played together at the start of last year. It only lasted a couple of games. And then, remember, Morrissey got nicked up a little bit and missed two games. And uh, that, that was kind of that. Uh, they, they didn't really seem to, to want to go back to that on any kind of a consistent nature. Uh, I, I always thought Neil Pionk and Derek Forbert, that's the one defense pair that I think you thought was going to be uh, together going into the training camp. Uh, but you know, I went back and took a look at the, uh, the score sheets from last year, Christian. And, uh, because, you know, it intrigued me when, when, you know, uh, Paul Maurice was quite adamant that defensemen could not play 25 to 27 minutes a game, uh, this year, you know, and especially, like I say, you know, (laughs) starting in game two, uh, the schedule becomes very aggressive. Well, Uh, out of the 65 games that Neil Pionk played last year, he played 25 or more minutes, 16 times, and he had another 11 where he was 24 minutes plus. And, uh, you know, Josh Morrissey did have some uh, injury situations to uh, navigate there, but he played uh, 25 or more minutes, 11 times, and also played 24 and close to 25 another 16 times. So, You know, those are the two guys I think that they kind of have to keep a watch for. Now, keeping in mind, the Jets are up by a goal. There's about seven or eight minutes left in the third period. Are you still going to maintain that balanced approach, or are you maybe going to drop down to a four-man rotation and, and pick your spots for when you put the fifth or sixth guys in?
0: Well, quickly, Kelly, we're about 45 hours away from pregame coverage starting, and you'll be tasked with that. Is it too soon to ask uh, what you've got planned?
1: No, not at all, and and it's not tasked with that at all. I Man, I cannot wait, but uh, you know what? Opening night is going to be a lot of fun, Christian. We've uh, assembled a heck of a team. All 12 of our contributors are going to appear on the pregame show broadcast, Uh, and that doesn't count you, and nor does that count, Paul Edmonds, or Jamie Thomas. So uh, we're going to hear from the likes of John Shannon and Leah Hextall and Kenny Weeb and Dwayne Gilawoichuk and Jordy Douglas and Derek Meech and Grant Klitson, and uh, the list goes on and on. Ted Wyman and Scott Billick from The Sun, Marauda Tesh, uh, Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet. Uh, man, I hope I haven't forgotten anybody. Uh, Did you say Ken? Uh, but... Kenny Wiebe, yeah, I'm sure I did. And if I didn't, thank you for uh, mentioning that. So, yeah, it, it's quite a lineup. We're going to have a lot to discuss uh, because, uh, you know, every night is going to be so intriguing in this Canadian division. and uh, So we'll kick it off right uh, after a very short news update at 5 o'clock and take you right to the puck drop at 7.
0: Can't wait, Kelly. Thanks for this, and we'll uh, chat soon.
1: You bet, Christian. Yeah. Just a reminder, too, tomorrow, I'm sure you've been mentioning this, Mm -hmm. but tomorrow uh, we have Mark Chipman on the news with Richard and Julian. They might even let me ask a question or two as well. I think that's going from four to five. All right. Have fun. (laughs) You don't need to tell me twice.
0: Let's turn our attention now to local Difference makers, we've had so much content on the Jets and Blue Bombers lately because they're pretty much it right now locally. Just about everybody has been uh, on the sidelines from a local amateur point of view. But the Sport Manitoba Coaching Awards are still going ahead, a little bit different this year than they would normally be. To tell us more about this, we're joined by Amanda Wilkes, the event specialist for Sport Manitoba. Amanda, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So explain how this year's awards are going to work.
2: Yeah, so this year's Sport Manitoba Coaching Awards presented by Club Regent Casino and Event Center will recognize coach accomplishments throughout their entire careers. So that's the biggest change for our event this year. We moved to a lifetime style recognition since so many sports seasons barely got off the ground this year, and we want to make sure all Manitoba coaches have the opportunity to get nominated.
0: And I understand the deadline is coming up pretty fast for this.
2: Yes. Yeah, so nominations are due this Friday, January 15th. Um, anyone can nominate any coach. So if you're a family member, an athlete, a friend of an excellent coach, we want to hear about them. Um, we have kind of categories that span from grassroots and community level all the way through to high performance. So um, nominations are on our, our, to nominate you can visit our website at sportmanitoba.ca and the nomination forms are on the website. They don't take long to complete but yes, they are due this Friday, January 15th.
0: Have you taken a peek at any of the entries yet to see just what we're working with?
2: We have, yeah. And so we have some that are like, you know, first-year coaches all the way to um, coaches that have retired this year that have like extensive careers.
0: So for those out there that are wondering if they should nominate their favorite coach, the answer should definitely be yes, right?
2: Yes, the answer is definitely yes. If you're even if somebody just comes to your mind right now hearing this, um, I would say definitely nominate them.
0: Because these are people that are you know whether they've been coaching for a year or two or those that have been coaching for 40 years, they've been out there, and a lot of these are volunteers at the amateur level. Most of them are volunteers that are dedicating yes. their time to you know helping kids out. Not it's definitely work that doesn't always get people thanked for.
2: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily always get recognized. So Sport Manitoba Nose coaches are essential to sport programs. You know, they help athletes develop their skills, of course, but also leadership, teamwork, and so many other important lessons to become better people. And so we host this um, annual awards event to recognize those accomplishments
0: and this year there are still you know we're, we're on the sidelines of manitoba in pretty much every capacity but that's not stopping people from training in very unique ways over the course of the last even 11 months since everything first got shut down in march and i know there are many coaches out there that have still been able to engage with their athletes just in in different new ways especially virtually
2: absolutely yeah virtually is a big one um and there have been many coaches that have developed new programs to be able to work with their athletes still from home, whether that be working out with, like, you know, a stack of books because nobody can get access to any weights because um, the gyms are closed. Um, so, yeah, any story, unique story like that. Um, we also have our Night of Champions that people can nominate, um, be nominated for. So it's um, athletes, coaches, teams officials and volunteers and we're looking for stories that are more catered towards um, the one I just mentioned of like if you if the athlete wasn't able to work out in a gym they were able to work out at home with a new training program or you know specific stories of triumph and perseverance that stemmed from the unexpected and extended changes in sport in 2020 due to COVID-19 so another example could be If you were playing a sport overseas and then all of a sudden you had to get back home because of the pandemic and you had to catch the last flight. So we're looking for, you know, unique stories to feature for our night of champions this year as well, because it is um, different.
0: And that night, along with the the coaching awards, this is all going to have to be done virtually again,
1: right?
2: Yeah, so the Coaching Awards um, is going to be on April 6th, and then the Night of Champions is going to be over a full week. It's April 12th to 16th.
0: And this will be on the website, social media? How is it going to work?
2: Yeah, so both events are going to be through our social media um, and and also available on our website, yeah.
0: And again, for people that may have missed just off the top, if you want – to apply for this for the coach in your life if you've got a story about yourself you want to tell uh where do they go and what when do they have to do it by
2: yep so you visit sportmanitoba.ca to fill up nomination forms and you have to do it by this friday january 15th
0: well man i appreciate your time today and i look forward to april when we can have some of these uh, great and deserving coaches on the show to tell their stories
2: yes thank you for having me take care
0: Tune into the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mel. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast, please. Subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?